What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. We have Nico on today, and we're going to talk about a plethora of things. The main topic being the Batman. That's the top story for here. You guys have already heard my opinion on it, but since then, I've seen the movie, I think, two more times. I went with some other people. Um, and I have other thoughts on it, but I want to get his thoughts on it. Before we get into that, we've had two trailers from Marvel Drop. Now, I know Moon Knight has had several trailers. The only one I've personally seen has was the one they had, I think, during a playoff game or something like that. And and I know Nico says he's only seen one of them. So we're going to talk about just your first initial thoughts. Uh, whatever doesn't matter what trailer you saw. Just your first initial thoughts on Moonlight in general. I mean Moonlight. Moon Knight in general. Are you excited for it or eh? Yeah, well, I mean, it's Oscar Isaac. So honestly, I don't know much about Moon Knight. Okay. Um, I know um, Sienkiewicz had a had a had a had a really good run on art uh, a while back. Um, I know Jeff Lemire had a had a had a long run on it as well. Huge Lemire fan, but um, yeah, I really don't know much about Moon Knight. All I ever hear is that he's basically like a Batman type figure, but mm. in Marvel. Interesting. Um, so, like I said, I don't know much about it, but. I freaking love Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac's like one of my favorite actors. Okay. Um, ever since I saw uh, Ex Machina, where where he kind of played like this weird kind of techie villain guy. Okay. Um, and I know that you know the kind of the the basically one of the main premises of Moon Knight is that uh, Mark Spector he's got you know multiple different personalities. Sure. So just knowing that. You know, an incredible actor like Oscar is going to be playing somebody with like a, you know, a bipolar disorder. He's kind of playing different ty- types of uh, personas. I mean, that's that already got had me excited. Then when I saw the trailer, yeah, tra- tra- trailer looks good. It actually seems like a more mature type of show, mm-hmm. or e- even just within anything that Marvel has done, it looks kind of you know. You know, uh, minus Daredevil, it looks kind of like one of the most mature type of stories they've done. Um, although, you know, I say that now, and usually, you know, from Marvel's track record, they always throw in like that, you know, spontaneous humor and kind of uh, light lightheartedness, which I really hope they don't do if this story is what I think it is, kind of like this kind of, you know, darker, more mentally disturbed uh, more about the emotional side of things instead of, you know, maybe making, you know, funny jokes here and there to give a, give a lighthearted tone. But it, it looks good. You know, uh, I have Disney Plus, so I'm going to watch it. I heard that it was six episodes, um, which I'm totally fine with. I usually prefer my shows to be in kind of shorter episode runs like that um, so that they don't kind of, uh, drag out the material and we kind of get to the to the good beats um but yeah i'm i'm excited for it uh i haven't seen that second trailer but um from what i've seen so far uh it's definitely going to be a weekly watch yeah man um so i know a lot about moon knight i've heard, always heard the comparisons that he's the D, the marvel version of batman i completely disagree with that um because moon knight kills um, and he doesn't have a problem with killing and his 
and uh, and his rogues gallery is nowhere near as deep, in my opinion, as Batman's is. There's so many differences, but at the same time, I don't think Moon Knight has always had the greatest shine on him because he is such a dark character. I do the same way I felt about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I told this to my brother. It's the same way I feel about Moon Knight. I believe when they had the idea, whoever it was, Kevin Feige, whoever, to put shows on Disney Plus, I do feel like they say, you know what, we can let the handcuffs off a little bit because once we make these these characters in, integral into the MCU, not everyone has to be up to date with everyone. It's 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 cool if they are, you know, we want that, but I don't think that's exactly the goal with everything because even then what i did was I actually looked on disney plus to see if they changed anything or edited anything from those uh netflix disney shows and they did not jessica jones season one is intact from what i've seen about daredevil it's dark as hell so i feel like that is the purpose of disney plus like you can show this origin story on this platform and then you might have the whole lightheartedness on the movie side of it which at that point, it is what it is. You know what you're getting from Marvel. But I don't think we're going to get that. But I do think we're still going to get some humorous moments because if you've ever read a Moon Knight comic, his personalities are so different. So some things may be unintentionally funny. But yeah, like you, I've only seen one trailer. Um, and the biggest takeaway I took away from the first trailer, which had nothing to do with the trailer, had everything to do with that leak that came out like August of last year when everyone saw the Moon Knight costume. My first thought was someone at Marvel was seriously gonna get fired. First, they dropped the tra- they leaked the trailer of Spider Man Far From Home or whatever it's called, and then they dropped this. I'm like, man, someone is seriously gonna get fired because these leaks just don't happen very often. But no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, look here, I'm okay with six episodes if they can make it work. I've never been okay with six episodes only because I feel like most people, not just Marvel, just talking about entertainers in general or uh, uh paramount or whoever in general has not had great the greatest track record with doing shorter seasons like this but it worked with hawkeye i was very satisfied with hawkeye um i'm just curious to see how this comes out but transitioning um what did you think about the miss marvel trailer uh yeah miss marvel it, it was kind of the seemed like almost the opposite spectrum of uh sure of, of of Moon Knight, um, it's definitely going for a younger audience, more of a high school vibe. Um, I've read a little bit of Miss Marvel. Um, she's pretty pretty cool character. I mean, like like I said, it's it's definitely going to be targeted for young uh, sure. the younger crowd. You know, high school kid finds powers, has to deal with life, has to, and the kind of the, the the cooler spin on this is that she's got to deal with the religious aspects as well so which marvel really hasn't or really dc or or much of these uh superhero movies have really haven't really dealt so much with those kind of themes before um other than uh you know daredevil season three whenever they kind of did the born again stuff right um but obviously this is an entirely different religion um i saw people complaining about like the powers or something that I saw oh, that they too. Didn't, they didn't give her the correct powers, but I mean, it was a freaking trailer. You know, pe- people always get up in arms. I mean, they're not going to show you all the good stuff in the trailer, right? Um, it looks good. Um, it might not be like a weekly watch, like you know, waiting. You know, me kind of waiting for it. Right, right, right. Um, 
but you know, like I said, it's on Disney Plus. I have Disney Plus, so it's essentially quote unquote free. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it um, and just kind of see uh, what what exactly they're going for. I almost think that maybe even like a, a animated show would have worked um, for Miss Marvel. But the cool thing is, as you saw in the trailer, they gave some really cool like comic book, uh, you know, art, artistic uh, choices. So, you know, they were kind of doing like font on the screen with like colors and kind of, you know, certain shots set up in like panel borders which I really loved how they did that in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. How they kind of like threw like actual comic book tropes and whatnot mm-hmm. on the screen. Um, and from that trailer, it looked like that's what they were trying to do. So I hope it's not just for the trailer. I hope they actually implement that in the show because I think that could give it a cool, uh, you know, what, whatever they can do to make it look more like the comic books, I'm always, I'm always a huge fan of. Um, but... Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll check it out. Then, uh, how about yourself? Um, no, I can care less. Um, mainly because she's not. She's a great character, in my opinion, and her her origin story is to me top fifty of all time for me. I read the origin story. I read the. I, I actually own that stuff. And but for me, I just she's not a character I care for. I love the religious aspect of it because I truly believe that that's a part of it that has never been delved into, like you said. Um, However, um, for me, it was never going to be. I remember when this was announced. I was like, "All right, this is a good way to introduce her." Um, but like for me, I'm. But also, if I'm being re- realistic, being honest, dude, I literally played the hell out of that Marvel's the, the Avengers game, so I had enough of Kamala at the moment. Um, it was all about her, but she she does have a great story, and she is a true hero. But at the same time, dude, I, I'm good because you have so many people like Spider-Man who we've kind of seen this from before, the responsibility with being young. And so for me, it's not, It's it, I, I will probably have to watch it because I do the podcast. But um, honestly, like you said, it's not going to be a, a weekly watch. I mean, I know I, from the rumor, I don't know, but the rumors have been that she's also going to be in the new Miss Marvel, uh, no, Captain Marvel film. Um, so I'm assuming we're going to see some type of, in the very last episode, some type of interaction with not necessarily her, her and Captain Marvel, but her and someone else um, to to lead her to the movie. Um, but I, but look here, I'm I'm happy she's gonna get some shine um, because I do think it's a good. I, I actually think it's a great character. I just for me, yeah. she's just not one of my people I look out for all the time. But um, and it was also kind of cool to see. Uh, before I let you jump in, it was kind of cool to see actually how they may do Mister Fantastic whenever they decide to introduce him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I was, I was just going to say the, you know, kind of the, the thing around Marvel in the comics and now obviously translating into the live action stuff, it's always been about, you know, dropping these superpowers and these superheroes into like a real world aspect. Right. So, you know, by them kind of doing this show and there's probably, there, there's going to be a good emphasis on the religious and discrimination kind of overtones sure which which it's it's you know it's for marvel to do this show you know it's it's definitely within their wheelhouse because they're always trying to make that realistic interpretation but with superheroes you know that's kind of that's you know one one thing that 
we see in the comics is that Marvel has New York City. You know, they have sure. Chicago, they have real cities, but DC, obviously, everything is fictional. It's kind of these grandiose versions of actual cities, you sure. know, Gotham, Metropolis, this and that. <clears throat> so that's what's that's 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 what's always interesting to me, you know. And I always like to see that different comparison. So I think this uh, Miss Marvel is going to kind of delve right into that and try to make those those realistic overtones. Makes sense. So before we get into the main feature, I want you to plug your your Instagram and your Substack. Um, I have not done mine yet because as of just recording, I just literally laid out my first one this past week. So I'm, we're going to do it now and at, the, and at the end of the show so that way they hear it twice. So uh, promote your stuff, man. Yeah, so I, uh, about a month ago or so now, I, I created a Substack publication. Um, basically anybody who hasn't, because Substack isn't such a common name um within within the comics world but it is becoming a, a, a bigger thing um as the, the years go by now i think they're you know the, the last year has seen a huge jump in comic stuff but Substack basically what i kind of see it as is almost kind of like a modern newspaper substitute so basically what i'm doing is i'm i've created my publication it's called wicked green monkey and i'm i'm, I'm dropping new comics on there um process commentary um short stories more more writing stuff that i've been kind of finding trying to find an outlet to do um obviously there's a it's focused on comics and kind of showing um weekly uh weekly pages plus um scripts sketches thumbnails kind of my whole process and it's kind of something that i felt was lacking in in other social media stuff um something like instagram it's it's great because everybody has it, but with Instagram, it's very kind of bite-sized information-oriented. So it's kind of like, oh, hey, here's this picture, scroll on to the next thing. Substack is, there's, it's, what I'm doing there is I'm dropping, you know, actual articles, showing my process of things, and, you know, bringing um, new, new pages every week to my different comics. I've got um, a whole bunch of different stuff slated that, that I've been working on for the past year. Um, the full um, first issue of Roba Prehistoric Wizard is up right now. You can read for 100% free. So you can subscribe to my Substack. It's just my name, Nico Rodriguez.substack.com. You can find it on the bio link on my Instagram at Nico underscore rights. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's 100% free. I mean, you can't go wrong. You get free comics, you get free articles. Um, I'm doing short story type stuff on there too. Just basically, it's a, a hive mind for all my creative work, and um, I'm super excited about it. So um, I hope you guys check it out for sure. There we go. I will put the link in the description for both our Substacks. Um, mine's only has one story right now. Right now, I'm focusing, I decided to focus on my one little. Uh, funny comic i've been doing for like the last two years i took a year off last year only because i was focusing on the messina comic and honestly trying to i had the stories for felony but trying to focus on that and it just was too much i'm only working with one i i I only like working on one thing at a time when it comes to comics it just uh it's very for me it's it's kind of um yeah yeah it's it's, it's kind of a platform where i still haven't found it yet but you've got to kind of find your rhythm for right exactly because you know it it does take a lot more work than just like the instagram post and um, exactly you know it's you know kind of balancing okay do i want to do 
uh, focus on just comics or do I want to do comics plus other type of stuff? So I'm, it's going to be, for, for me at least, it's going to be constantly evolving. Um, but I'm definitely trying, I'm, I'm definitely posting it at least one to two times per week. So you're going to have new creative content regardless. Uh, right. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting platform. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm only doing it one time a week for right now until I figure out how I want to do it, because I know a lot of you guys have reached out to me, you guys just want to support me, even if you guys don't necessarily want to buy the full comic, but you guys may say, hey, I'll get an issue, I, I just, it's just easier, so, anyways, we, we will repeat his information at the end, also, it will be in the description below, so, um, let's get right to it, the Batman from Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, a number of people, they've heard oh, my yeah. thoughts on it, Say again. No, it's, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Dana. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't actually trying to say everyone's name; it just kept coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we've heard my thoughts on the show, on the movie. Excuse me. What are your thoughts, Nico? What were your thoughts on the Batman? Did it live up to the hype? Yeah, man. Um, so just before I even say anything, my favorite uh, Batman story of all time is the Long Halloween. So. Just from that, you can pretty much tell that I loved this movie. Um, this 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 movie was kind of it was pretty surprising to me actually. Even though you know I, I watched one trailer for uh, the uh, Batman, it was the, the the very first trailer. I didn't watch anything after that because I wanted to just kind of go in fresh minded, no uh, no pre predispositions on it or anything. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I was pretty surprised of how far they leaned into the mystery, dark crime noir that they did. Um, I was especially surprised with how, uh, Robert Pattinson played Batman. He had this really like silent stalker, like creepy vibe about him the entire time. And it was tantalizing. Like, you know, when, when whenever he was on screen, I would I would just love like watching him walk into the room with all the detectives kind of turning their backs and like looking at him like what what, what the hell is this dude doing here? You know, this guy dressed up as a bat. Um, yeah, and the 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 comparisons to things like Seven or the Zodiac were pretty much spot on. You know, basically kind of following this 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 murderer and trying to and trying to catch him. And that's and that's pretty much essentially what was happening in um, the uh, long Halloween. Um, I thought everyone's performance was pretty amazing. I was especially surprised with Colin Farrell's Penguin. I mean, that, I, I I don't even know how to explain his performance. It was, it was it was it was great, man. He was he was funny. He was he was kind of menacing. You know, he was almost like a Godfather caricature. Um, that that was great. Zoe Kravitz, I thought she nailed it as 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 Catwoman, um, and and Paul Dano was you know insane ju just as you would expect. Um, I do understand people's kind of complaints of it being too long, but what I have to say to that is you know this movie is not for everyone. At the end of the day, um, you know a lot of people aren't going to want to sit through three hours of kind of this long mystery thriller epic because that's exactly what it was like i was surprised they focused so much on the mystery thriller aspect and almost had like the action aspect kind of secondhand 
Um, and then whenever those action aspects came in, it was that much more impactful, especially at the end, especially the, uh, the, the car chase, you know, it, it, it made those moments even greater. Um, as far as we're talking spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 the whole Joker thing at the end was whack. I said that too. I said uh, that too. I, what, what, what's what's kind of interesting about that is I, I did um, listen to a short interview from Matt Reeves, and he was talking about how the scene, the original scene that was going to happen, was going to be kind of midway through the movie, and as uh, Batman was you know looking for the Riddler and trying to find him, he goes to Arkham Asylum to talk to the Joker and like interview him to be like, hey, you know, almost use a criminal's mind to find another criminal, mm. which I thought that that would have been like a thousand times better than just like tacking him on at the end, but mm. just like kind of like a mid movie cameo, which they cut, which they kind of did. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like that silence of the lambs, uh, mm. uh, scene, you know, where, 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 where Claire, uh, it was, it was Claire. I think, I think her name was Claire. Clarice, Clarice, not Clarice. Uh, but you know, she has to go to Hannibal Lecter to kind of pick his brain, you know, to to uh, you know find find the killer. And and they kind of hinted at that in the uh, Long Halloween too. Whenever Batman has to go and talk to a uh, Calendar Man, mm-hmm. so I thought that that would have been so much better. So I don't know why they didn't do that. It's probably studio interference, and you know. Uh, <clears throat> Matt dude, Reeves no one knows more. who Calendar Man is. Go. <laughs> huh? No one knows who Calendar Man is, dude. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm saying they could have done that same type of thing, but with 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 uh, Joker. You know, like instead of Batman having to go interview Calendar Man, he would go and interview Joker, and it's kind of like that little, you know. Mm, I could uh, see why uh, they were. I would see. I, I could see what you're saying, but I could see. I could also see why they, they were inter- interfering. That that that's they're clearly saving that for the finale of this trilogy, in my opinion. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, but but anyway, that that was really my my big gripe, man. It, it had a lot of like um, a lot of scenes that were kind of throwbacks to like old classic uh, noirs, especially the end. Whenever mm-hmm. you know uh, Catwoman has to leave Bats at the end, and they're kind of you know pushing and pulling away, and then they on, on the motorcycles, and it was so classic noir. Um, the score was was pretty incredible. It went it went right along with the movie. Um, it was dark, man. It was it was a dark movie. You 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 kind you kind of have to have, um, you know the you kind of have to like these type of movies. Right. Um, I agree. Fortunately, I you know the first time I saw Seven back when, God, probably like fifteen years ago now, and it was the first type of movie that I saw like that, and I was hooked ever since. So, um, yeah, see, seeing this movie come to fruition was awesome. You know. Is a, a creative like Matt Reeves had a specific vision for his Batman, mm-hmm. and you can tell like he dedicated his life for years to, to to get that vision out. Which you know, me being and you as well, Ryan. You know, us being comic creators, we're constantly thinking about you know making our vision into this one package, right? And you know, constantly thinking about camera angles, you know dialogue cinematography we're both doing that too so when i when i saw this movie and i came out of it i was like man like 
it's so inspirational because this this guy he had his vision yeah he had his team and you know he he, he got it done and like the points were were you know were, were taken and and definitely uh realized so yeah it, it was I, I i don't it's hard for me to rank batman movies and all that but it's you know it's high up there um you know i, I still love the nolan series but this one so, really had that just dark gritty feel even more so than all that other stuff uh the nolan trilogy so right. yeah man i i, I love this movie I, I can't wait to see it again i've i've, I've only seen it I've seen it once, uh, so I think it comes to HBO Max next month. I think so, so too. I think April 15th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you. And the one thing I said after, during my first review of this was, at that time I only seen it one time. The first thing I thought of after everything was over, and I'm not even joking, the first thing I literally thought of was, one, the Joker scene was terrible, and I, I'm over the Joker, fuck the Joker. Two... This is not for everybody, and anytime I've heard a casual fan talk about it, it's not nitpicking because it's, it's whatever you like and dislike. However, it it it's like I think they went into this thinking this was going to be the Nolan trilogy, and to me, the Nolan trilogy was for everybody because even though it dug into the mythos of Batman, it did it in a, such a grounded way to where. Even when it when he did adapt some stuff from the comic books, only people it's like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio where he snaps his fingers and he gets up from out of the couch, right? You notice it as a comic book fan. Here to me, this was a in my opinion, a love letter to the comic books, to Jim Lee, to all the creators that made these comics happen. And and this was a love letter to the to the comic books fans. And so for me personally, I liked everything about it. I liked how slow it moved. I love long movies. The longer the better for me, or long documentaries or whatever. But this is not for everybody. And I did say this one criticism at the end of it. If this is going to be a trilogy, which it's going to be, because I think the movies are now like $500 million, every movie cannot be three hours. He will have to find a way, Matt Reeves, if he stays on board, to make sure that two hours and 15 minutes or two hours and 20 minutes will be good enough. Um, and he will have to make sure that there's faster pace if he wants the character to grow. And I feel like that's what he wants to do. I feel like Robert Pattinson's uh, performance was really good. But at the same time, I'm interested to see his interest. He may be interested in seeing more of Bruce Wayne. I love we saw all of Batman. I get all that. But I want to see how he plays Batman if because I because I don't know if you realize this, but this is the first Batman movie where he did not wear a suit the entire movie. And, yeah, and, no, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah it's, but, the fir- I mean, yeah, it's the first Batman movie where he has not uh, had a suit on the entire movie and gone doing, and done Playboy stuff. I'm assuming he's going to, going to involve into that and, and, and everything like that. So I'm curious to see how Robert Pattinson plays that role. Um, I did love the Bloodhaven nod at the end. Um... And I also loved how, and I said this, and I have proof because in my archives, when the trailer first dropped in 2020, I just restarted this podcast, and the first trailer they showed was of the scene where he's beating up those uh, Joker goons or whatever. I was, I believe I was one of the few people to point out, now everyone's pointing it out. I don't care what anyone says. It's in the records. I was one of the first people to point out the same guy who's playing 
um, Red Robin and Titans is the guy who is in the Batman movie. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I doubt it. Because the one thing that they are saying is that somehow they're going to try to connect Titans to this. That sounds ridiculous because Dick Grayson's a grown-ass man in the movie. But Red Robin has just joined the Titans as of season... What, they're in season three now? They're going into season four. So I, I'm wondering if that's going to be the Robin in the MCU... I mean, excuse me. Ugh, sorry, DCEU and like the little Titans universe they have. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I, but to be honest with you, it, I still believe, because going into this year, and this is another topic I want to touch on before we go, I still felt like for my enjoyment's sake, I felt Doctor Strange was one, Batman was two. I still feel like Doctor Strange for me would be a little more exciting. Not because all the cameos that supposedly happening, because I feel like those cameos are just going to be the definition of a cock tease. I, I, I truly believe we're going to see those people one time and one time only. They're not in the MCU for long term. I just felt like just what Doctor Strange has been doing would interest me more than this Batman. I still thought it was a good Batman movie, but for me, I still think it's going to be number two by the end of the year. Um, and I don't rank Batman movies because they're, so, they're all so different. I would never try to compare this one to whatever one the Riddler was in with Jim Carrey, I, that's not even fair. They're going for two different audiences. One's trying to sell action figures. The other one's trying to start a whole universe. Um, last question I have for you is, what did you think of this Jim Gordon? I actually heard people that didn't like this Jim Gordon. I actually like Jeffrey Wright's portrayal of uh, Gordon. Yeah, I think I think his, his portrayal was, was certainly good. I mean, I think... The uh, camaraderie and the, the partnership between him and Bruce, where he's kind of always bailing Bruce out, um, I thought I thought that that was really good. Um, I would have liked to seen a little bit more of his, you know, kind of his backstory, or just you know a little bit more characterization, because it felt to me a lot of the time he was kind of just kind of just there, you know. Um, but no, I, I like him. He he looks great as the part. Um, I think I think he was definitely a good choice. I mean, Jeffrey Wright is a he's a he's an amazing actor. Uh, since I think the first thing I saw him in was was Westworld. And uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked him. I I I, I want to see more of him. And uh, hopefully they 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 go a little bit more into his character and and whatever they do. But I mean, just in terms of of the whole feel of it, man. Like you know, you were kind of saying that you wanted more Bruce Wayne. And, you know, I, I, I certainly see see why he said that, because, you know, this is supposed to be, what is it, year two Batman? Yeah. So he's not really fully formed mm -hmm. into, like, you know, the playboy, rich boy, Bruce Wayne we know. So he'll probably eventually evolve into that. But on the other hand, like, you know, when, when I was, you know, watching the movie and, like, afterwards I'm thinking about it, like, you know, this portrayal of Batman was supposed to be grounded like they pretty much just as grounded as 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 a uh, um you know nolan stuff so like I, i'm thinking like you know if a dude was like crazy slash psychotic slash weird enough to you know put on this this bat suit and go like fight people i mean he's going to be an entirely like he's going to be an introvert times of, times a thousand, you know. I feel like, you know, when I'm thinking about it, like, you know, 
that you know Bruce Wayne and like the comics and like the the Bruce Wayne we know of like he you know he's a playboy he's out there he's you know in the nightlife you know he's in the media he's in this and that but if a guy really was that crazy and weird enough he'd probably stay in the shadows as much as possible you know and and that's kind of the the vibe I got out of this Bruce Wayne which I kind of really liked because you know like why why would you show your face everywhere you know, for people to try to catch you, you know, maybe one night when you're out fighting crime, if you were doing this, you would probably stay as hunched up and, you know, at, at, in, in, in the mansion, in the Batcave as you can. Um, so that, that's, I was kind of thinking about that. And I was like, I kind of like that a lot, but it's definitely not the typical Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, I like, I, I liked it. I just, I just, um, for me personally, I felt like, um, I think I just wanted more interaction with him and Alfred. I think that's what my main thing was. It's, it was, yeah. it wasn't, my, it wasn't about the Playboy. Like I can give a fuck about that. It was more just about seeing Alfred in more. But I understood from a writer's perspective why Alfred was only in it because you need to have that moment where this dude essentially is suicidal. Bruce Wayne is, and then he sees that. Oh wait a second, there's this one person that I do care about, and he was take almost taken from me. So that's when you see him. Tr- actually have to evolve into a Batman. Plus, at the same time, you had to see how shitty of a detective Batman and Gordon are. Like, they they weren't really... Dude, they were kind of stupid, <laughs> which is fine, because they're still learning each other and learning their surroundings. So I definitely appreciate seeing them always wrong, because... See, I'll say this, right? So the, one of my favorite shows of all time, it's, the most ridic- it's one of the most ridiculous shows of all time. It's 24. The thing I always loved about Jack Bauer, for as over the top as his character was, at least half the episodes, so 12, in a, in a, in a season, he was wrong in those episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was kind of like then when he gets called out on he's like, well, well how'd I fuck up? And you see him have to trace, retrace his steps because he would go off emotion. So this is the first time I think we've ever seen a Batman go strictly off emotion. And, and, and then you see how... He, he has to react to having a friend and then he has to react to having essentially a friend in Catwoman. And I loved, and the one thing I did love about that, as you point out the end, even before they were driving away in those motorcycles, the thing I loved was when they're there and she's trying to convince him to go to Bloodhaven. And then she sees the bad signal. She's like, oh, you're taken for. And then he goes in for the kiss because I he thinks because he doesn't know because he doesn't know how to fix it because as you said he's such an introvert so he thinks hey she's been kissing me this entire time so maybe I just need to fix it with this and she backs up and she's like no no I'm not doing I, I love seeing stuff like that because he is such an introvert so I I appreciate all of it it was just more of I guess I just want to see more of Alfred because I don't think it's fair to judge this Alfred yet because he was maybe on screen for seven minutes maybe. So yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting how they said that Alfred kind of taught Bruce to fight, right? That was that was that was an interesting thing. And, and, and you know what? I like that because, and I, I get what Matt Reeves is saying. You just said it, how he says it's the ground of Batman. This was not a ground of Batman, <laughs> in my opinion. I, 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 but I do think with nods like that, then they're starting to reach into more of the new era of comics where. Uh, Alfred is the one training him and not necessarily Ra's al Ghul or whoever. Um, 
So you, you, you don't think it's a, a grounded Batman? You think it's more I, fantasy? No, like no, fantasy-ish? No, no, no. So when I say, when I think of grounded, like, first of all, let's be real. Now this is grounded because it's all fantasy. <laughs> but but what, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what I'm saying but though as, is... As, as real as it could be. No, what I'm, what I'm saying though is, when I think of grounded, I think of no one's is more grounded only because we see him actually buy the parts to make the bat suit and, and all this other stuff. When I think of this one... Yeah, it's, it's grounded, but I felt like it was more of... Um, how do I describe this? I felt like it was more... Hmm. I get what you're saying. I get what they say when they say it's grounded, but I mean it's more just like, hey, I'm going to immerse myself in this... How do I describe it? I need, I need, I need a few minutes to think about that, because it's... Yeah. I get what you're maybe, saying. Maybe it's more of... You know, because like in, in, the, in, in the Nolan movies, you know like cops were involved like it was almost like a like almost like a like like a like a police thriller at points you know it was yeah because you know it was almost like you know bad guys versus good guys uh you know in, in the city and that's probably more like it would be you know if it was real sure but sure in, in, in this case where it's kind of like you know because in a sense like seven and uh and for the record i've know. never seen those movies before so that's why people keep okay. using that's why people yeah, keep using I mean, movies like, i don't like, know Seven, it's all about, like, there's this killer that keeps committing murders according to the seven deadly sins. So in that aspect, it's kind of fantasy-ish because, like, there's such, like, a like a nuance behind it, you know? So maybe it's kind of in the same way here in the Batman where, you know, Riddler is, like, leaving clues and, you know, mysterious messages Whereas that might not be how it is and, you know, how it would be if there was, like, a real serial killer around. No, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think it actually would be because I did. It, it, it is because that, that's – is that what the Zodiac killer did? Yeah. No, I guess what I mean – so I guess what I'm thinking is I'm not using Grounded to describe this Batman. I'm definitely using the comic book focused on this Batman. That's, that's why I'm – that's where I see the difference for myself. Like, for me, going to what you said when we're talking about Ms. Marvel, I really do feel like they literally took – Batman out of the pages of the Long Halloween, of Ego, yeah. of stuff, and put in this story. I feel like that's where it's different than Long Halloween, like 100%. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but even with Ego, though, like the scene where um, Batman, towards the end, um, essentially, he electrocutes himself to so we know it's going to electrocute. Like, and Ego, I believe it's Ego, he literally yeah. has to jumpstart his heart to, and, and Gotham is going off Batman's heartbeat. So, I feel like that's why I mean by that. That's why I say that's why I'm not calling it grounded because I feel like I feel this is the first time you actually taken this character off the pages and said this is what it would be like. You know what I'm saying? And they don't bother us with the minutia of oh, this is the Batmobile and here's what we had to do to get the we because most honestly no one really cares about that. I remember I remember reading an old comic. This one this one guy I knew had this old comic of Batman. When he started, like, because at first the Batmobile was kind of campy or whatever and had this little spoiler on front. It was fucking look, look stupid shit. I remember when Batman had a broken leg in a comic. That's the comic I read. Batman had a broken leg. Robin's talking to him, saying, holy Jesus, Wilkers, Batman, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, I'll fix the Batmobile. And he fixes it. And it's the first time you really get to see the Batmobile look like the Batmobile. It still looks campy, but it's like the Batmobile. Like, to me, I feel like they took all those things into account. But said no, we're not gonna worry about that. We're literally just gonna take you off the pages and do this. That's why I'm not saying grounded or or sci-fi or whatever. I just feel like it's a real comic book come to life. If that makes any sense. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, they they definitely you know uh, take a lot from the comics. The the whole you know greatest detective in the world, even though he's not the greatest. Not yet, right? Yeah. Not not yet, <laughs> but they you know they definitely lean hard into the de- detective fiction, but. Yeah, and I guess it's, I guess for me that's what I mean by it. Um, I I don't I don't think there's ever. Yeah. Anyways, bottom line, just me wrapping up my side of it. I think I enjoy it. I don't rank movies. I'll rank the MCU movies just for fun. But as far as Batman movies go, they were made at different times for different reasons. So I'll, it's like it's what's like when people always email me and say, "Hey, what do you think about this story or a comic book?" Like, unless you know the history of these comics or whatever. Like to me, I would never rank Secret Wars because Secret Wars it's a great story. But if you know the background of it, it was only created to sell toy biz toys, you know. So like for me, it's hard for me to to kind of rank certain things. But I'm like, all right, this was made for this reason. I don't think it's fair to then try to rank it above something else because literally those Batman movies, once they got really stupid, you know, with with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze and all sort of stuff. They were made for specific people, and that's why I wouldn't even judge Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel's show, because. It's really, honestly, not made for me, as you said. You know, it's made for the younger fans. It's made for the Pakistani industry, uh, the industry, listen to me, Pakistani people, and to get them more involved in, in the story. And it's a great, she's a great origin. But I feel like this, this now, I will say this. The last thing I have, and I want your opinion on this before we go. He's given the comic book fans a actual comic book movie. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. I don't think the diehard comic book fans should be expecting that from part two or part three. And I think that's what may hurt people's thoughts of it, in my opinion. What do you think about that? So you're saying that um, fans of this movie shouldn't expect like comics? I think diehard. I'm talking about diehard fans. Like I'm, 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 always, I'm always talking about diehard comic book fans who, because I know people, believe it or not, that stop watching MCU movies after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, when you had Peter Quill doing the dance-off, that's not the comic book. And I was like, dude, these aren't the real Guardians of the Galaxy in the comic book. So, like, what are you talking about right now? So, like, but I, I know diehard fans who refuse to watch the MCU movies because of that reason. I feel like this was a, a, a movie for the diehard Batman comic book fans. I just don't think you could do that in the next two at all without 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 compromising something. I, I That's just my opinion on that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know, man, because now that they've kind of set up this Gotham, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I was watching the Batman, I almost felt that Joker, the, you know, Joaquin Phoenix movie, was like that same Gotham. So, I've never seen that movie, like, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen Joker? No, I don't care, though. Go ahead. So you tell spoilers or shit. I don't care. Yeah, but, but no, it just, you know, it felt like a 1970s Gotham. Okay. And like this, this in Batman felt like, you know, a 2022 Gotham and they both felt like in the same world. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I feel like if it's still set in that same kind of world, I think, you know, we could kind of get that same kind of, uh, you know, excitedness that, 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 that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have heard it rumored you know, I you know, and I hate hearing rumors and you know sure. this, that this and that cameos, this and all that. But yeah, um, it was I heard it rumored that they were trying to do the war and joke or war of jokes and riddles storyline next, mm. 
which could be pretty freaking cool because you know they kind of set up like this whole mob world in in the batman you know with uh uh, uh Fal- falcone and you know penguin and everybody and then, so there is like this front like this existing you know heavy influenced mob in gotham already so the whole war of jokes and riddles where it would be pitting you know the jokers and the riddler and you know maybe even the penguin against each other to where like this giant like crime war you know mob war going on in gotham and seeing how uh batman would have to you know fend off that in this like more detective super dark gritty world i think we could get some real cool stuff you know and being a comic fan um if it does go that route uh i think i could be pretty excited about that but it'd be it'd be interesting that sounds very interesting well we're gonna wrap it up here give them your information one more time before we go yeah so it's my my substack publication called wicked green monkey it's um the website is easy it's my name nico rodriguez.substack.com um you can go to that site or you can find the link to it uh on my instagram bio at nico underscore rights um like i said substack free comics um free stories free process stuff um some cool cool articles that i'm just going to try to maybe talk about graphic novels that i that i really like and kind of assess them a bit and kind of tell you why i like them and you know maybe even give you guys some uh cool recommendations um but it's it's just a creative hive mind is kind of what i'm calling it of kind of all this stuff that runs through my brain and the best thing about it is that it's free 100 percent. so free comics free content all you got to do is just sign up with your email and you literally get it uh sent directly to your email whenever i post um and the article comes up there or you can go to the site and check it out so follow me there follow me on instagram nico underscore rights and uh yeah that's all i got all right sounds good that's the show for this week our second and final review of the batman if you have not seen it i was suggest if you're a hardcore fan go check it out um and that's it. That's all we got for this week, man. So that is from Nico. For me, this little chemical. That is all. Enjoy the rest of your week. We are out.